0: the ringing of the word of God if you're unable to stand we understand you stay seated and uh, if you don't want to stand that's all right too you can stay seated and uh, but if you want to I, I will as our custom is we like to stand and give honor to the word of God I sure am thankful for the word of God this morning amen. thankful for my Bible I'm thankful for uh, when I don't know what to do where to go what to say I'm glad we've got a word amen, amen. I'm glad we've got a word Word from God. First Thessalonians chapter number four. Skip down to verse number thirteen. First Thessalonians chapter number four and verse number thirteen this morning. If you're there and you're with me, would you let it know by saying amen? The Bible says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died. And rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. In other words, Paul says, I ain't telling you my word. I'm not telling you the preacher's word. I'm not telling you the doctor's word, the lawyer's word. I'm not telling you the politician's word. He says, but I'm coming to you. By the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall ascend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air. And notice this, so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I want to preach this morning on this thought. I want to preach on the subject, the rapture of the church. I to preach on the rapture. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to the rapture. I'm anticipating the rapture of the Church of the Living God. And here's what excites me is it very well could be today, friend. It could be today. Let's ask God to help us. Father, we sure love you today. Lord, I pray, God, as we come to the preaching time, Lord, do we do do through us what we don't have the ability to do within ourselves? Lord I pray you give me an unction to preach with a fresh touch and a fresh anointing Lord I pray you breathe on us one more time Lord God I'm grateful for uh, this truth that we're looking at this morning and God I'm anticipating Lord it could be any moment any day any hour uh, this very well could be the day and Lord as much as it excites me today I pray for those that may be among us that uh, if today would be the day God it wouldn't be good for them and I pray they'd come and they'd make things right, get the heart right, Lord, those that need to get saved, I pray they'd come and they'd get saved for it's everlasting too late. Lord, we love you. I thank you for our church this morning. Continue uh, to place your hand upon it, put a hedge of protection about it, and we'll not fail to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for it all for it's in Christ high and holy name we do humbly pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing. You can be seated this morning. If you're a Bible studyer, you know and understand that the text that is before us here in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. It is a text that deals with the rapture of the church. Now, I want to say this before I go any further, but I want to say that I sure am thankful for the reality in that of the rapture you can go ahead and say amen right there I'm glad it's real this morning I'm glad that the rapture is not just a figment of our imagination I'm glad it's not just some fairy tale I'm glad it's not just some thought some idea I'm glad it's not something that come and was uh, you know hatched out of Hollywood but I'm glad that the rapture the doctrine of the rapture of the church this morning uh, it is a Bible truth you know why I believe in the rapture today I believe in the rapture because the Bible says there's going to be a rapture. Uh, Jesus is coming and he's coming very soon. And when you understand this truth you understand that any given moment, uh, any given second, any given any given hour, uh, it very well could be uh, that uh, uh, it, this could be the day your heart's going to beat from the last time. Uh, I mean uh, before another breath of air flows through your lungs. Uh, we very well could be absent from this body and be present Present with the Lord. The Bible says in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, it could all change. For this corruptible or incorruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal is going to put on immortality. And the Bible says that death is going to be swallowed up in victory. Amen, amen, amen. I'm talking about what a day that's going to be. It'll be a day of rejoicing. It'll be a day of praising. It'll be a day of worship It'll be a day of happiness It'll be a day of holiness It'll be a day of humbleness I'm talking about that day when we lay aside This old robe of flesh And we rise to seize the good God Almighty We rise to seize the everlasting prize As we go shouting through the air Farewell, farewell A sweet hour of prayer I'm talking about I don't know about you But I sure am looking forward to that day I'm anticipating that day. I'm getting ready for that day. I'm longing for that day. And I rejoice this morning that that day uh, could be this day. It very well could be. Uh, Do you understand that we are living during some of the most exciting days that there's ever been? Uh, That anybody's ever walked this planet called Earth. Uh, Some might look at it and say, Preacher, I don't know if I agree with that or not. I mean, don't you understand? Uh, This world's filled with trouble. Uh, filled with wickedness I mean it's getting more and more evil every single day and every single hour it is a day of trouble it is a day of apathy I understand all that I, I, you would be exactly right in making uh, that statement this morning uh, but what is most often overlooked uh, when we think about the day and hour in which we are living in we're easy to call out the trouble that's in the land we're easy to call out I mean all the problems we got in the land we got a lot of problems. Somebody say amen right there. But what's most often overlooked is the excitement that comes about with the day and hour that we are living in right now. I don't know about you, but I can't think of a more exciting time to be alive and be living and be a child of God than this day and hour we're living in right now. Because the truth of the matter is the rapture of the church is the very next event on the of God. I'm talking about at any moment, any second before this service ends. It could be the rapture of the church could very well take place. You understand there ain't nothing else gotta happen for him. There ain't nothing else gotta get in order. There ain't no other signs to be looking for. I'm talking about everything is ready and everything is waiting for Jesus to come and to receive his bride. And could you imagine being a part Lord it feels like preaching in today. I said, could you imagine uh, being a part of that How that gets up? I'm talking about a front row seat uh, to be uh, alive and remain And when Jesus steps out in that cloud and he calls us up yonder and he says, come up hither. I mean, can you imagine as the graves go bursting forward and all the dead in Christ is going to rise first. I'm talking about all them people we've had to say goodbye to, all them people we've had uh, to stay in the graveyard with uh, those we've loved, uh, those we've longed for, those that care so deeply for us, all of a sudden uh, by the power of God uh, they come rising up out of the grave and you and I get a front row seat uh, to it all and we ain't going to be far behind and we're going to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I mean what a day that's going to be. Can you imagine what it'd be like Oh, I bless his name. Oh, I stood in the graveyard just yesterday. We said one, hour, we said a final goodbye on this side. Somebody we cared about. Somebody that meant something to us somebody we love you say preacher how'd it go I opened my Bible to 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 and I begin to read and I begin to look and, and it was a sad scene I mean it was a troublesome scene uh, as you stood there and her uh, tears was rolling and uh, people were crying and there was sorrow and there was pain uh, but all of a sudden I started in verse number 13 and I begin to read what the word of God says and I begin to think of the reality in that of the rapture of the church, and all of a sudden, things begin to change. Sorrow turned into joy, uh, discouragement turned into anticipation. Uh, I started reading, I didn't get down very far, and I was reminded of the fact this ain't the end, it's only the beginning. It ain't over yet. And all of a sudden, I I found myself, I read this text, and man, it done something to me. I'm going to say this to you this morning. The rapture of the church ought to do something to you. You ought, you ought to read this text, and it, it, hey, you read this text, and it don't bother you, it don't move you, something wrong. It ought, to, it ought to do something to you. So for a few moments, I'm going to give you a couple of things, what the rapture ought to do to you this morning. Real quickly, number one, I want to say this. Concerning the rapture of the church, I want to say, number one, the rapture ought to comfort you. It'll yeah. bring you comfort this morning. Notice what the text says in verse number 18. The Bible says, wherefore comfort one another with these words. How many would agree we're living in a world that's constantly looking for some comfort? Amen. I mean, you look at our society. I mean, we're constantly looking to try to come up with the next new and great, and I mean, wonderful thing. And it's all based out of comfort. I mean, you know. I mean, Lord help us. These these lawnmowers. I mean, you've seen some of the seats on a lawnmower nowadays. I'm talking about. I, I had on my lawnmower a dog chewed it up, and I thought, well, I'll just call down there and get me another. They wanted eight hundred dollars for a seat. I said, it's a seat. They said, yeah, but it's expensive. It's comfortable. Everybody wants that comfort. I, I, I'm talking about people paying a, a, a lot of money for a, for a mattress nowadays. In the in the name of comfort, people are looking for comfort uh, everywhere, every day. Everybody wants to be at ease. Everybody's looking for uh, to be free, free from pain, free from heartache, free from heartbreak, sorrow, grief, discouragement, depression, uh, distress. I mean, people are looking for comfort in this world. But the problem is too many are looking for comfort in all their own places. How many of you know this morning, you ain't going to find comfort in this world. Somebody say amen right there. You ain't going to find no comfort in alcohol. You ain't going to find comfort in drugs. You ain't going to find comfort in partying, uh, adultery, all the sin of this life. You'll not find comfort in your possessions. You'll not find comfort in your money. You'll might find comfort in your titles uh, your job, your careers uh, things of that nature uh, but hear me and hear me well uh, you'll never find comfort uh, in this world because there ain't no comfort in this world you don't know what comfort is until you know the comfort uh, that comes in knowing the Lord and the fact that it is well with your soul you can obtain all the comfort you can obtain all the money this world's got to offer, you can, I mean you could build this and buy that and do go here and go there. Uh, but until you know who God is, uh, you don't know uh, nothing. You don't know what comfort is till you know the comfort uh, that comes in the word of God. That's why Paul, when he picked up his pen, and he began to write to the church uh, there in Thessalonica. And he began to write unto the believers there. He picked up his pen uh, and he said, uh, writing to them about comfort, he didn't say comfort one another. With your money He didn't say comfort one another uh, With uh, you know Your 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 things or uh, Your stuff or uh, Things of this world no uh, But he said comfort one another uh, With these words uh, Not your words uh, Not my words uh, But these words uh, You say what words was it It was the words of almighty God I want to say this morning I thank God uh, For these words Somebody say amen right tear. I thank God for these words. I'm glad that I've got to know these words. I bless the name of Jesus for the day when I first heard of these words. These words changed my life. These words, I'm talking about, they become a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. These words have been bread when I was hungry, water when I was thirsty. I'm talking about these words have been ever. I'm talking about a cup when I was lonely amen these words has helped me these words have encouraged me when I couldn't even encourage myself you say where would you get your encouragement it was these words I'm talking about these words has been everything that I've ever longed for they've been hope when I was discouraged they've been amen they've been right when I was wrong somebody say amen right there these words was that they brought life into to my soul uh, when I was lost and on my way to hell. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know up from down. I didn't know who I truly were really was. You say, What was it that opened your eyes? What was it that showed you the light? What was it that showed you the way? I tell you what it was. It was these words. Uh, these words have uh, changed my life, uh, changed my eternity. They brought life into my soul. I thank God for these words and had it not been for these words I'd still be lost and on my way to hell and Paul says comfort one another with these words these words when you read these words can I say this to you this morning you ought to find comfort you ought to be comforted when you read these words I'll tell you something else that's comforting concerning the rapture not only the fact that it's real but the fact that it's eternal. He says comfort one another with these words. You can comfort in the fact that the rapture's real but you can also be comforted in the fact this morning that it's eternal. He says so shall we ever be with the Lord. In other words there ain't going to be no end to it. You go to these, you go to these amusement parks and things, you know, and and you got to pay money. These kids want to ride these rides and do this stuff, you know, and you got to pay money, and they give you a limited amount of time. Now, how much this costs? How much that costs? And, and and you spend a bunch of money, but at the end of the day, it's going to eventually end. Yeah, you're going to run out of gas, battery's going to die, something's going to happen, the ride's going to end. I tell you what ought to comfort your soul this morning in the fact that when you read these words and you look at the truth in that of the rapture of the church, not only is it real, but it's eternal. There is no end to it. It's from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. I'm talking about throughout all of eternity. So shall we ever be with the Lord. We're going to see him for who he is. And we'll never depart from his presence ever again. I bless his name for it. You read, the, you, you read these words, you ought to get comfort. I'll tell you something else the rapture ought to do to you this morning. It ought to excite you. It ought to excite you see some of you i'm wondering about this morning because i mean i don't i don't read the text i don't hit a note or two here along the way and some of you still ain't put a smile on your face you ain't you ain't gave a holy grunt the whole time you've been here and you looking at me like a calf looking at a new gate thinking this dude's lost his mind he's crazy uh-uh, i'm talking about talking about the rapture hey friend i'm telling you if this right here don't excite you i don't know what's going to excite you hey man, i'm talking about the rapture it ought to excite you you say what's so exciting about the rapture notice in verse number 16 the Bible says for the Lord himself shall ascend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord the Lord himself Shout a sin from heaven with a shout. Do you understand this morning? Do you understand that when it came time for Mary... When she felt something in her stomach Do you understand when it came time And she didn't know where that what it was And where it came from And when it came time for God to reveal to Mary What was on the inside of her And how there was a baby on the inside of her Conceived by the Holy Ghost of God Do you understand that when it came time To relay the message to Mary You understand that God He sent an angel When it came time for Joseph uh, to uh, realize that his wife was pregnant with a child, and yet uh, he began to think, oh, "What am I going to do? I mean, I ain't never I ain't never, uh, uh you know, been with her, and thinking probably she'd been with another man, you know." And but yet, when it came time for God to reveal the truth to Joseph, uh, He sent an angel uh, Joseph's way, and He said, "Don't put her away, uh, but rather uh, she's conceived a child uh, by way of the Holy Ghost of God." When it came time for Zacharias to be informed that they was going to have a child named John the Baptist, you know what God did? God sent an angel. When it came time for God to judge evil of this world, many times throughout the word of God you'll see that God sent an angel. You'll find time and time again when God began to move, when God began to work, he would send an angel, he would send a messenger, he would send a voice but hear me now hear me now when the, hey by the way when the women were gathered over yonder at the tomb and they was all standing there and the stone had been rolled away hey, good God I could to preach right here for a while too and the stone had been rolled away and they were standing there and the body was gone and they didn't know what had happened uh, who was it I tell you what happened God sent an angel and said hey he is not here but he is risen in me. God sent an angel. But when it comes to our text this morning, when it comes time for leaving, when it comes time for the rapture, when it comes time for the Lord himself to receive his bride, look up in here, friend. He ain't going to be sending no angel. He ain't going to be sending no messenger. He ain't sending a taxi. He ain't sending an Uber to come pick you and. But the Bible says that the Lord himself shall sin from heaven with the shout of the voice of the archangel. Amen, friend. I'm talking about the one who died for me. The one who paid the price for me. I'm talking about the one who created me, who saved me, who redeemed me, who forgave me. I'm talking about the one who in the beginning said, let there be light and there was light. I'm talking about the one who paid my dad he's coming himself hallelujah oh yes he's coming Acts chapter number one I like this it's preaching I mean it's this has helped me I need to go to the graveyard more often praise God Acts chapter one after the ascension them old boys just standing there, those that's been following him. Those who, if anybody knowed him on this earth, it would have been these men. And here they are standing there, gazing up in heaven. And all of a sudden they heard a voice. And the angel comes and says, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing? But don't you know that this same Jesus the same Jesus that you saw leave, he's the same Jesus you're going to get to see come. Here's what I like they said, they said, he's going to come in the same manner. That's right. So, what's all that about? I'll tell you what it's about. He left victorious, he's coming back victorious. He left as king. He's coming back as king. He left with a shout. He's coming back with a shout. He left on a cloud. He's coming back on a cloud. Amen. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. He's coming to say they ain't sending another. He ain't gonna send another Jesus. I'm talking about. He had no friend. He's the one and the only. They ain't another Jesus. He. He's all together. Lovely this morning, and he himself is gonna come. When he comes, I'm going to see him for who he really is. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? I mean, can you imagine to see, I mean, I was thinking of it last night, I was a praying and a studying and trying to get, try, I mean, I was getting full of the Holy Ghost, you know, getting them holy bubbles all over me, you know, uh, y'all been there, if you ain't never been there, you'll know what I'm talking about, but you ought to get there sometimes, it's good, and and I, I, I was getting there, and I got to thinking of the fact, man, you know, I've done a lot of singing about the Lord, I've done a lot of preaching about the Lord, I've done a lot of reading about the Lord, I felt His presence, I've seen His works, but here's the the reality my eyes I've never seen him with my physical eye oh I've seen him through the eye of faith don't get me wrong now but there's a difference but yet there's coming a grand and glorious day one of these golden day breaks and when you least expect it. we're going to hear a sound like we ain't never heard before and when we hear that sound my eyes is going to look up and I'm going to see him for who he is you know what that ought to do? That ought to excite you this morning. That ought to excite you. It ought to comfort you. It ought to excite you. And then lastly, I'll give you this and I'll be done. As much as it excites me, and as much as it comforts me this morning, I would not haste to say that the rapture ought to concern you this morning. It ought to concern you. So what you're talking about, verse number 13. The Bible says, Paul says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Ignorant, by the way, does not mean that you're stupid. You know what ignorant means? It means you're uninformed. You just don't know. Don't mean that you can't know. Don't mean that you ain't smart enough to know. It just means that you don't know. It's a difference in being stupid and being ignorant. Yeah. Amen. Now, in our society, we've kind of linked those two terms together. Like they mean the same thing, but they don't. And he says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. You all, you, I'll say this. I'm amazed. I'm amazed at how many Christians are ignorant to the word of God when it comes to the rapture. To the to to, I, I will just when it comes to the things of God. You say you say, why is that you reckon, preacher? Why is it so many people are ignorant? They don't spend enough time in these words. Because do you realize this morning that it is the will of God for you not to be ignorant, but that you be informed, that you know. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Now here's why, that the rapture of the church ought to concern you, even even if you're saved this morning, even if you got comfort in knowing that when he's coming, I'm a going. Even if it excites you when you get to thinking about how your eyes is going to behold him for who he is. It still ought to concern you when you look at the fact that not everybody is going to go. You sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. In other words, there's a crowd out there, they ain't got the hope of the rapture. They don't have the hope of uniting with loved ones in the air, they don't have this hope. Not everybody is going to go. You know what that ought to do this morning? It ought to concern you. It ought to concern us as a church. And I'm going to tell you one thing that's so sad nowadays when you look around is when you see the lack of concern among the brethren. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. I don't want you to be uninformed what's going to take place. You know what I found out? My short time in the ministry, when people die, everybody likes to imagine that everybody goes to heaven. And listen, if you would like to imagine anybody dying lost and going to hell, something wrong with you. I get it. But the reality is not everybody's gone. And so if we don't know whether somebody's in heaven or hell, and we don't really truly know about their spiritual. Spiritual condition, you know what we like to do to try to ease our mind? We like to be ignorant of it. I don't know if they're saved or not. They could be. They might not be. We love to hang on to the ignorance of reality. But God says, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Here's the truth. I don't want you to be uninformed. I'm coming, but not everybody's going. When a person gets concerned about something, you know what I found out? They'll take action. Yeah. They'll take action. How can you say that, that you read this text and it and it produces concern in your heart, but yet you never witness. You never go soul winning, You never tell anybody about Jesus. You never you never get you you never spend no time in the Word of God so you can try to be a help and a blessing and, and be informed as to what's fixing to take place and, 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 and be found faithful where God's got you. I mean I mean how can you say you're concerned when you don't do nothing about it. When it's all said and done, and it comes time for dying, you know what matters? Are you ready? This past week, we sat beside a bedside, and we watched a man go from this world to another world. You know what I was reminded of? Didn't matter, it didn't matter how much money he had. It didn't matter how many plaques he had on the wall. It didn't matter where all he's been, what all he's done. It didn't matter his age. It didn't matter. It didn't matter his last name. It didn't matter. It didn't matter who his family was. It didn't matter none of that stuff. You can throw it all out the window because there wasn't nothing that any of that could do for him in that moment. Nothing. All that mattered is, are you ready? God says, "I would not have you to be ignorant." And when you think of the rapture this morning, you've got to deal with the question, are you ready? You've got to face reality. I'm done right here. Matthew chapter number 24 speaks of the second coming of the Lord. I told the I told the young people this morning in Sunday school, we was talking about rightly dividing the word of God and you Bible students know where I'm going with this, but that's dealing with, you know, the second coming and the rapture, that's two totally different events. You all understand that, two phases, the rapture of the church being the first and not the revelation. But nonetheless, it's talking about in Matthew chapter number 24 what it's going to be like. And they're asking, this is, this is the Jews, and they're asking for, for a sign. What's it going to be like? What's it going to be like? And we see these signs. There's many signs in, the, in Matthew chapter number 24. Uh, as it were in the days of Noah, earthquakes, things of that nature, and you see all those signs. But you rightly divide the Word of God, and what you understand is that we're a different crowd. And we're not to be looking for a sign. There is no other signs to be given. We're a crowd. We're not looking for a sign. You know what we're doing? We're listening for a sound. We're not looking for a sign. We're listening for a sound. And that sound could be any moment. Yep. Any moment the trumpet could sound. Yep. We're going to get up out of here. Yes. What, I mean, that excites me. It comforts me. But here's what else it does. It also concerns me. Because I can't help but think of those that may be among us. That if the truth be known, if the rapture should take place today, You'd still be sitting in your pew. Yeah. You say, preacher, oh, I believe I, I believe if that really would take place and that really happened, I believe I'd get saved then. Oh, you need to read your Bible. Yeah. Bible speaks about a strong delusion. Yeah. Bible speaks about how if you sit here and you hear the message of the gospel preached over and over and over and you reject it over and over and over and over and you say, well, I'll, I'll get it right then. That and no, then never comes. Amen. you don't get saved on your time you'll get saved on God's time And so I want to ask you this morning number one does the rapture comfort you does it excite you and does it concern you and most importantly are you ready I'm glad to say this morning I'm ready I'm excited I'm comforting the fact to know that I'm going in the rapture of the church. Father, thank you for the word of God. Lord, I thank you for helping us today. Lord, thank you for making preaching easy. I pray you take it now, Lord. May you use it, God, to deal with hearts, stir within people's souls, the reality. This ain't a game we're playing. This ain't some myth, some fairy tale, some idea. But it's a settled truth in the word of God. There's coming a grand and glorious day. Someday and someday soon. Lord, you're going to come after your bride. When that day comes, we're getting up out of here. We're leaving here. But not everybody's going. Lord, I pray you'd speak to your people. Lord, those that are not ready. Lord, I pray they'd come and they'd get ready today. Lord, I'm thankful for the truth we have the comfort we have in these words. And I pray we'd spend more time in these words and rejoice in the truth of them. We love you. Pray you bless this invitation. We're not fair to give you the praise, glory, and the honor for it Offer it's in Christ's high and holy name we do humbly pray. Amen and amen.